You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions, with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and find us on Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, IG at the.preacherscorner, and our website at thepreacherscorner.net. What's up? What up? What up? What up? We back in the building. Lady Mayberry is with us on this episode. Give God some praise. Give What's God up? Some praise. Man, we got a good topic. Got a good topic, man. Welcome back. I'd like to welcome back Carter. <laughs> it's been a minute since you've been on the corner. I know. Yeah, you got a lot of good stuff coming up. Praise God for all your good stuff that you got coming up. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us a little bit about your single that you're about to drop. Oh, I'm so excited about my new single. Um, it is entitled Pieces of Me. And um, it's just a little bit of my testimony. Sometimes, you know, you can tell other people's story, but nobody can tell your story the way you can. Right. So I felt like this would be such a great inspiration, um, empowerment, encouragement to women all over the world. Um, Just reminding you that. Things may not go right in your life, but if you remember the word of God, the word says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. All right, all right, all right. That's what's <laughs> up. I'm looking forward to it. It drops on all digital platforms. This won't be the last time that you hear about it. We're going to promo it all the way up until it drops. How about that? How about that? Let's jump right on into our topic, man. What's our topic? Tell the people what the topic is. Tonight, we have a great topic on plagiarism in the church. Plagiarism. Plagiarism. Yes. Yeah. Plagiarism. We've been seeing ever since, um, ever since we had opportunity to sit back and and watch uh, while we were doing ministry uh, 24-7. We had had the opportunity to sit and see what other people are doing. So now that we are uh, on the sidelines, so to speak, man, we're able to look and see what everybody's doing. And it seems as though everybody has the same exact thing almost line for line word for word uh that we see on these youtube facebook um lives and and it is getting a little out of hand (laughs) it's getting out of hand and i'm a firm believer that the husband is the first partaker of the fruit so how is it that all of these men and women of God are getting the same exact word. Uh, man, that is crazy. What you think about that? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, you know, when you when we started talking about it, it first piqued my interest because I have no doubt that um, that people could speak from a place of confirmation, right. or you know, they're saying that That's oh my God, God gave me this word as well, right. but everybody on the internet 
I mean, when one person say this is your season of harvest or whatever, then everybody is saying this is your season. This is the and right. everybody is not in the same season. Right. I and, mean, and, and then, what makes it really stick out like a sore thumb or all of these people are somehow connected. Right. They all uh, are mutual friends with one another, or they can see one another. That's what I'm saying. They right. can see one another's posts, videos. They're subscribed to them. They follow them, and all of them got the same exact word. Right. I'm like somebody ain't studying. <laughs> yeah. And that is that's crazy because. If if one is is just going out uh, piecing sermons and together from other people's uh, posts and lives, and how is that helping you in preparation? Right. How is that helping you? The husband man is the first partaker of the fruit. That means that word corrects and points to you first. first. Yes. Then you'll be able to share it with authority and anointing. It's the anointing that breaks the yokes. So what we're seeing is a string of sermons and series and ain't no yokes being broken. Right. What you think about that? I want to look up the scripture when you started talking about that. That scripture is found in 2 Timothy 2, 6 through 7. It says, The husband man that laboreth must be the first partaker of the fruit. It says, Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Meaning that the husband man that laboreth, that laid out, that cried out, that turned over their plate, this person, it must be the first partaker of that fruit. Now, I don't doubt that God can give two or more people the same um, revelation or speak into someone else to say the same things but line for line right <laughs> you, line you, same line. illustrations right no, it's a it's a lot of um, we 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 are in a copycat generation, right. and a lot of people think that it's okay because they're doing that. Right. But um, I remember growing up in a church, and I never seen a lot of the things that I see now duplicated. Right. The people that had a lifestyle that laid out before God, that turned their plates over, that cried out, that was in the all night prayer sessions, that stayed in their closets three and four days a week. Those people had a word in their belly they were the ones that was uh you know coming and preaching a word and having deliverance uh revivals and things like that but the people that wasn't living a nickel worth of nothing no you cannot tell me that the time has changed so much that the people that turn their plates over that are really seeking god for a word that are really in their prayer closets that's on their faces that are studying 20 30 hours for a word to give his people have the same results or outcome in a service that a person that don't do any of that has right right that you cannot make me believe that everybody now is on the same level no right, right. No. no no way no way no, no how 
That's just like if when people go work at McDonald's, we can simplify this thing. There is no way if somebody that's been in the restaurant business for 15 years will walk through those doors at McDonald's, get the same position as somebody else standing behind that counter and make the same identical money. Right. No. That ain't happening. That's not happening. The definition of pleasurism is the practice of taking someone else's work or ideas and passing them off as one's own. We are definitely seeing a lot of that in this um, in this social media driven world. Yes. Um, and there's some pretty bad news for for those that partake in that uh i looked it up had to look it up and i had to find out if an individual could actually be sued for plagiarism of a sermon and they can Hmm. it said even the preaching of a sermon is the creation of intellectual property. That's an intellectual copyright. Wow. So in essence, what what these people need to start doing is giving reference to where they got it or where they heard it. That's right. I see a lot of people uh, while they're preaching is say, and they'll say, um, uh, and I quote. Uh, the great doctor such and such says it like this and I quote Spurgeon says it like this or and I quote you have to quote it and give reference to where you got it from you just can't go on just snatching people's topics and thoughts especially if they are an author now if they writing books they write magazines or anything like that you can get your pants sued off. <laughs> yes. Now, now I understand. I understand. I, I already heard somebody in my spirit say, "Now, Reverend, uh, the church is supposed to handle the things in between the church, and we're not supposed to sue." Man, look, I see church people suing folks all of the time. And yeah. we live and know if they negating and and omitting a whole lot of other things in the Bible uh, to fit their own thing, like the Rainbow Coalition mm-hmm. way of living. And I mean, if we omitting all of that, then by all means, sue for your intellectual property rights yes (laughs) and you know i know that people don't take it that far only because most people are guilty of that right right um this has become a lazy generation people don't want to lay out people don't want to seek god for a word but they'll go and get get it it. somewhere else they're tired they've worked all week i gotta get a word i gotta get a good word i gotta get a good word and i want the people to respond and they go look on youtube and they find one of their favorite preachers or not just their favorite preacher They'll go look at uh, a smaller ministry. Yeah. How about that? A smaller ministry or a ministry that's not in activity anymore. Hello, somebody. Or uh, And find these sermons that they think 
people don't know or haven't heard or seen, but how about the individuals that preached it? They know. See you. (laughs) Hello, somebody. Talk back to you. We see you. We see you. Yes, indeed. Intellectual property. Yes. Copyright. Yeah. Talk about it, lady. I just feel like, you know, because we are in the last days, because we are at that point where God can break that sky open and start pulling his people home. I think that everyone should get in the position um, to know God for real for themselves. Number one, get saved for real. Push your plate back for real. I mean, these are things that we preached and we talked about often and we kept warning about how things were going to change and how, I mean, today in today's society, you don't know the real from the fake. You don't know who's living right and who's not or who who to follow, who to believe. And that's an awful thing. It's dangerous in the times that we live in. And so... I think it's very important to make sure that you have a relationship with God, that you get saved for real, that you get in your prayer posture and you make sure that you call on and pull on God like never before, because we have gotten to the place now where you got to remember the devil knows the word too. He knows how to dress up, get on live, ask you for your money, speak word into you. I mean, this is life. It's not... It's not um, rocket science. And then a lot of times you have to remember that people can operate in divination and still prophesy a word to you that is not even, it's not really prophetic, but it is prophetic. (laughs) So you have to remember the difference. Yes. You have to remember the difference. Right. So since they profiting off of it, here's here's what the legal repercussions says. A author has the right to sue a plagiarist. Some plagiarism may also be deemed a criminal offense, possibly leading to a prison sentence. Those who write for a living, such as journalists or authors, are particularly uh, suitable to plagiarism issues. Those who write frequently must be ever vigilant not to err. Writers are well aware of copyright laws and always avoid plagiarism. As a professional writer, to plagiarize is a serious ethical and perhaps legal issue there it is well we don't have any ethics in this era Mm-mm. we don't respect who wrote it who said it we just say oh that's good let me put that in mind mm-hmm. because they want that same response that that quote unquote popular preacher got or that popular ministry got or uh, you know, or the individual that's anointed that nobody knows and they want to use it to their own profitable gain yeah, that's crazy. that is where we are 
That is crazy. Yeah, it is. Listen. Mm, mm. That is that is so so crazy that we are here. This is where we at. This is where we at. And uh it's if if I'm a babe and I'm and I'm just turning them my life over wanting to uh hear some good word it'll help i'm not saying it's not gonna help me uh to hear it however it does lose its potency to break the yoke mm -hmm. what do you mean i'm glad you asked it loses the power you're not gonna say it the same way mm -hmm. with the same authority because they laid out, they fasted, they prayed, they cried. It's it's a one-on-one -on -one divine intervention between that individual and God. He gave that individual that timely word for a specific, maybe, congregation. But we'll take that and utilize it somewhere where it won't be as effective as it could have been. You see what I'm saying? It, 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 it won't be that power that comes behind it. Oh, yeah, we have great oral skills and we can sound just like somebody else and say it just like somebody else. But that's the reason many other people are leaving the same way that they came in. That's right. Because we know how to play church. We know how to put on. We know how to close. We know how to hit C flat. We know how to yell at the end. I. I no, he's all right. At the, and, and we know how to put it on real good. And the people, day in, Sunday, Wednesday, all of the services combined together are on their way back to the bottle, back to DMing whoever they was DMing, uh, going to go see whoever they was going to see and that doesn't have their last name. I mean, it, it doesn't break any habits or yokes, man. This is a dangerous society that we're living in. And it says in the end times, will men be lovers of themselves? And the people will have itching ears. So it, when, if it sounds good, we see them shouting. We see them running laps around the sanctuary. We think they done did some uh, stump your wall down preaching. But what has it changed? But where is the impact and change? Yes. It's good. Yeah, I give you an A plus for the performance. But how many lives are impacted and changed? We wouldn't have if it if the body of Christ was doing as good as we portray it to be doing, the society would look the way that it looked. We wouldn't have a whole lot of the crazy stuff that's going if if all of the prophets in the the pastors and the bishops and the apostles was fasting and praying as they are portraying 
we would see revival. We we would have been saw oh, yes. some revival. Hello, somebody. Oh yes. We would have been saw it. So so I'm not saying that that uh, uh, there's not any going on. That's not happening. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. It's not enough of it happening. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna take more than one or two, right? Or twenty five hundred. It's it's over seventy eight point something billion. And you know, in the world. I think, I think that, that it's important, important for our listeners to know that um, we wanted to talk about pleasurism, pleasurism in the pulpit because it is so prevalent right now. Right. And because of what we all as Christians know about the end time, we need to sound the alarm. Um, We have gotten so complacent in church. It's like routine. And then some people just stop going to church. Some people omit church altogether because of what they've seen, what they've heard, what they've witnessed their leaders doing. And so some people don't even want to go to church. And so we thought that this would be a a great topic because it is happening. And a lot of people think that people don't know, but people do. They just don't say anything. And is it effective in some ministries? Yes. Maybe they are having a wing dang doodle because of the word that they have taken from someone else. But my take on it is this God allowed them to take that word and administer it in their services for a reason and so if it does its job great but what about the people that leave and are in the same state what about that person that came in feeling like they were gonna uh commit suicide or um this was their last take on church or on life and they left the same way that they came in what about the woman that was broken who came in looking for a word but she left the same way that she came in what about the mother with the children who didn't know where their next meal was coming from that was looking for a real revelatory word something that was laid out for that was cried out for that that they came in looking for that they left the same exact way like what happens when people come to church to hear a rhema word and they hear something watered down from what their pastor borrowed from another preacher How many souls have been saved since? I mean, it's like, why are we having church if there's no change? That's what I, that's the way I look. It's just like the church is the hospital. And so when we go into the emergency room, um, we get diagnosed. They give us a prescription. That's that sermon is the prescription. It's just like I, I'm, I'm giving uh, uh, dehydration medicine to a cancer patient. I even gave you something that didn't even go to you. Exactly. It's not even going to help your situation or circumstance. But I gave it to you anyway just because it's medicine. Because that's, that's all I got. I got. Whatever happened to laying out, praying specifically for a word for that house. 
for those people. For those for every people. visitor. And I understand, <laughs> again, I understand we live in a social media driven society and we want to preach a broad message to everyone. But you still gotta you gotta still respond to the house first. Right. Man, it's like it's like the the people don't understand who God is. First of all, we know He's intentional. Right. If He's intentional about His people, He has a direct, direct word for those specific people. He knows us. He knows what we need. So, I mean, how do you, everybody coming to a church and only two people get something out of the word? No, it's because nobody's um, doing, doing the work. That's really what it is. Nobody wants to do the work. Well, we're here. We're here. We're here. Any final thoughts? Let's just try to get our houses in order. Let's get our houses in order. Do what and you know we to gonna, do right. We're going to do our best to uh, come back with some more topics. Man, we've been so pressed uh, and busy. So we're going to get back in the habit and start coming back at least once a week with something fresh and something to digest for our listeners, for our uh, virtual congregation. How about that? Yeah. Go ahead and pray us out of this thing. Lord, we just thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy, God, that they were made new this morning. God, that your grace is sufficient. We thank you for your love that is unconditional, God, even in the midst of the things that we see going on around us. God, we thank you for your hand of of mercy, God, that is upon us. We thank you, God, for never leaving nor forsaking us. God, we just ask that you forgive each and every one of us for every sin of omission and commission, God, every weight that so easily beset us and God we just ask that you touch God each person that will listen and that will hear this broadcast God that they will hear God what it is that you are saying to the church God we ask that you continue to bless us continue to walk with us and protect us like never before it's in Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 I got a couple of things I want to leave you with. Uh, if you're starting to begin something, go ahead and start now. Get perfect later. Dream big. Use kind words. Say I love you. Say please and thank you. Be grateful. Help others. Don't whine. Be silly and carry on. I'm Pastor JT. This is Lady Fanita. And we out of here. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us for the Preacher's Corner with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. For more information, you can log on to our website at thepreacherscorner.net, Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, and IG, The.Preacher's Corner. This is an in-house production. We'll see you next time.